All right. Welcome back, everybody. Drunkenness Quarterly, Episode 4. I'm your co-host, Blake. Uh, I'm feeling good. I got a little bourbon in my coffee tonight, so uh, it's going well. We got a lot going on in sports. Uh, Logan, what's up? This is my co-host, Logan. What's up, guys? Glad to have you back. Joe is not with us today. All right. Uh, he's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is very much alive. He is, uh, he is doing some stupid... Stupid shit, I tell you. Work he is just a, just a moron. Yeah. So for the next uh, month and a half, Joe will be in and out. Hopefully we can get some things figured out with our setup and get Joe back and get his input. But until then, Blake and I will mm-hmm. double team Hold this bitch. Down. That's how we do. <laughs> also, uh, having a little bit of connectivity issues here, so... Whatever. That's this episode sucks, sounds like shit. Well, we'll just follow, follow suit with the last three we've done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no change for anyone. No change. Okay. All right. Let's get this shit going, huh? Logan, right. what do we got, dude? Well, we're going to start with some scores across the leagues. Let's start with the NFL and maybe some updates on some top 25 basketball that just came out for college basketball. Hit some hockey really quick, even though it's only been one week. Hit the MLB and the nice division games going on. Wrap it up with some college football and some some more bullshitting with the boys. So Some more bullshitting with the boys, goddammit. So, Alright, I'll kick this off with some NFL scores and stats. Starting with the Thursday night game, Bucks-Eagles. Uh, 28-21, uh, Bucks win. Brady goes 34 for 42, 297, two touchdowns, interception. A somewhat human game for Brady. Uh, Bucks had 102 rushing. Eagle had, Eagles had 100 and 113 passing, so that Bucks defense shut them down. Uh, moving on to Sunday slate, Browns, Cards. Browns 14, Cards 37. Murray goes 20 for 30, 229, and four touchdowns, making his case for that MVP some more. Browns had 73 yards rushing. Chubb was hurt and on the sideline, and Hunt got hurt late in the game. So it is not looking good for Cleveland right now. Uh, Baker's still really uh, dealing with that that labrum issue, and I don't think he's – it's going to be a rough year for the Browns. <laughs> um, oh, classic. That's classic. Yeah, classic Browns. Uh, moving on, Packers-Bears. Packers 24, Bears 14. Hey, Chicago, Aaron Rodgers still owns you. 17-23, 192. 195, two touchdowns, three sacks, 323 total. Fields goes 16-27, 174, a touchdown interception, four sacks, 277 total. So a pretty good defensive game in the NFC North there. Uh, Seahawks-Steelers, the game goes into overtime. Steelers win 23-20. Smith was 23 for 32, 209, a touchdown and five sacks. Collins had 101 rushing for the Seahawks, um, 309 total. Steelers, Roethlisberger, 29 of 40, 229, a touchdown and a sack with 345 total. So another, uh, I guess, probably like, I mean, if you're talking about the NFL, that's a, that's a pretty good defensive game. Um, Cowboys, Patriots, Cowboys, 35, Patriots, 29, Dakos, 35 of 51 with 445 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. So Dak went off. And Mac Jones goes 15 of 29, 220. 15 to 21, 229, two touchdowns and an interception. I mean, that game was back and forth going towards the end. Obviously, ends in overtime with that walk off touchdown by CD Lamb. 
and Jerry Jones kissed a man, so that's weird. Um, <laughs> moving on. You know what, man? I got a, I've got a theory. I got a theory that all of those, all those real rich, powerful uh, families, I guess, just kiss each other just, on the mouth. I feel like they're all. Yeah, I feel like you, you make enough money, and who gives a shit who you kiss? You know what I mean? Kiss dudes, kiss doesn't matter. I don't know, man, dudes like I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, and here's a th- maybe the camera guy knows that Jerry Jones just kisses everyone on the mouth after a win, so he was just waiting for it because he called he called that <laughs> shit right as they scored it. Go up and Jerry Jones just kissing a man on the mouth. So that's great, dude. He um, probably the cameraman probably went up there and was like grabbed a random dude and was like, "Hey, stand next to Jerry Jones." <laughs> uh, and Raiders Broncos. Raiders win 34-24. There you go, Joe. Carr, 18-27, 341, two touchdowns. Teddy was 34-49 of 49 for the Broncos, 334, three touchdowns, three interceptions, five sacks. Not a bad not a bad day, right? <laughs> uh, big, big kind of story there. Raiders, 86 yards total rushing, so they got to figure something out there. But we've been saying it for a while. The Raiders need to figure a, a lot out. Um Vikings Panthers. They got a lot going on right now. Yeah, Vikings Panthers. Another game that goes into OT. Uh, Vikings win 34-28. Dalvin Cook, 140 yards receiving and a touchdown. Cousins had 373 yards, three touchdowns. Darnold was 17 of 41 for 207, a touchdown and interception. And the Vikings got in the backfield and got four sacks on them. Uh, Chiefs at Washington. Chiefs 31, Washington 13. Not much you can say there. Mahomes 32 of 47, 397. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, three sacks. So the, they did kind of make him look human. And really, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is having that great of a year. So he is, um, Patty's not having a great year, man. Uh, moving on, Rams, Giants. Rams 38, Giants 11. Stafford 22 for 28. Uh, 251, four touchdowns, an interception, two sacks. And Jones goes 29 of 51, 242, didn't throw a touchdown, three interceptions, four sacks. So a rough day for the Giants quarterback there. Uh, Texans, Colts, Texans three, Colts 31. Wentz was 11 of 20 for 223, two touchdowns, two sacks. Jonathan Taylor goes off 145 yards on 14 carries and two touchdowns. Bengals Lions, Bengals 34, Lions 11, Burrow 19 of 29, 271, three touchdowns, an interception, gave up two sacks. Jamar Chase had four t- four t- four catches for 97 yards. So a pretty good day for him. Chargers Ravens, the probably the the better game of the the day yesterday. Uh 34-6. Ravens just dominating the Chargers and the Chargers coming into that game were a you know, getting a lot of talk. Are the Chargers going to win this year? Oh, yeah. And uh, Herbert goes 22 for 39. Oh, yeah, they were. 195, a touchdown, an interception, two sacks. Lamar is 16 to 27, 167, touchdown, two interceptions, three sacks. But the Chargers only had 26 yards rushing. So that Ravens defense was stingy with the rushing yards. And then the game in London, Dolphins, Jags, overtime game, Jags win 23-20. Tua was 35 of 47, 329, two touchdowns, interception on his return. Lawrence was 25 of 41, 319, one touchdown, two sacks. And it's a Monday, so we haven't had the Bills-Titans game, but that'll be on tonight. And I think right now the Bills are a six-point favorite. So that's all we got for the NFL scores right now. Blake, what do we got on this? Yeah. 
Here's what it'd be, folks, for NCAA basketball top 25. Remember, there's a first. Also, you know what? We're going to come back to, uh, we got a couple of NFL stories we got to talk about later on. We got some good stories coming up we'll circle at back. the end of the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we're just going to run through real quick. College basketball preseason top 25. Uh, spoiler alert, Louisville's not in it, so I don't fucking care. Uh, number one, no surprise here, we got uh, Gonzaga, two UCLA, three Kansas, four Villanova, five Texas, six Michigan, seven Purdue, eight Baylor, nine and ten are Duke and Kentucky, so, you know, they're going to be in there no matter what, but they're probably going to suck. Uh, it's, it's Eleven, we got Illinois. Coach K's last se- last season, Hap- so. Happens every year. Happens every year, dude. That you know, I just I don't even pay attention to these preseason rankings. You know what? If you're listening, hold your fucking ears because these don't matter. <laughs> uh, twelve Memphis, thirteen Oregon, fourteen Alabama in the top twenty-five of basketball. They were good last Who year. Who the though? fuck? They were good last That's year true. though. They had a solid year last year for Alabama basketball, but I'm just wondering. It seems like with this top 25, they're kind of just throwing some darts at a... You know what I mean? They're just throwing darts at random colleges. The the tournament was weird last year. Like, what? You're probably right. Some dude was just sitting in the fucking office. I don't trust it. All right, Bama. Some dude's sitting in a cubicle. (laughs) Somebody's sitting in a cubicle at, like, the AP or something, and they're like, hey, John, pick the top 25 real quick. We got, like, 30 seconds. John like he comes out of the background with his fucking glasses on. Mm, well, click, 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 click. Uh, this, yeah, uh, exactly. Thirty six point five quote and blah blah blah. <laughs> fucking loser. Fucking nerd. <laughs> Didn't know what he's fucking talking about. <laughs> Didn't know what he's talking about. Am I right? <laughs> Goddamn it. All right. Let's finish with the last bottom ten here. Fifteen Houston. Sixteen Arkansas. Seventeen. Oh Ohio State. Whoa. Been a long time. But what's it been since Greg Oden? Probably that long? Uh, well, no. I mean, we were ranked last year, but we ended up losing to Purdue yeah, and down the road. But since we've been relevant, yeah, Greg Oden. <laughs> yeah. John, some John Diebler. What do you know about John Diebler, baby? <laughs> the three. <laughs> three blur. Uh, all right. <laughs> 18. 18, Tennessee. 19, North Carolina. 20, Florida State. 21, Maryland. 22, Auburn. 23, Saint Bonaventure. Who the hell is that? Fuck even knows who that I'm, is. I'm gonna have my Blake moment from hockey last week and go, "Who the fuck is Saint Bonaventure?" <laughs> they, I'm, I think they threw that in there for a joke. I'm not gonna lie. To I'm you. telling they you, they gotta keep, they gotta, they gotta keep it spicy. The darts, though. and man, then 24, the 25. Oh, they never do. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is gonna stay true throughout the season. Uh, 24 and 25. We've got UConn and Virginia. Rounding out. So that's literally all we have to talk about college basketball, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, they'll start playing games soon, and we'll yeah. keep you updated like we do. All right. Uh, what, what do we say? What do we got? We're going to move on to some hockey. First week's, there we go. First week's over. This, uh, this update is as of, I believe, yesterday. I think I wrote this down. So there may be a, there's a couple changes, but not much. So leading the Atlantic is the Florida Panthers. They're 2-0-0. They're your Florida Panthers Blake, a team you had no idea. Oh, yeah. Think. Ten goals, four or five against, so that's a pretty good start. Leading the Metropolitan, the Penguins, who had an absolute crazy game against Tampa Bay in the first game of the season. Just just 
beating the piss out of the defending champion. They are 2-0-1, 15 goals for, 9 against. Leading the Central, the Minnesota Wild, 2-0-0, 5 goals for, 3 against. So there's some defense there. Leading the Pacific, the Edmonton Oilers, 2-0-0, 8 goals for, 4 against. Uh, right now, league leaders in points is Anze Kopitar for the LA Kings with 7 points. He's actually tied with Steven Stamkos at Tampa Bay. Leading the league in goals again, Anze Kopitar, but he is tied with Tyler Bertuzzi after that four-game shellacking of Tampa Bay again, even though they lost in overtime. Detroit just putting it on the defending champs as well. So I like that verb. I like that verb. That's a good vocabulary. <laughs> there is some there's some problems possibly in Tampa Bay. Um, leading in the plus minus is Pertuzzi and Marcus Patterson uh, at plus five. Uh, for goalies, goals against average right now is Jack Cramble from Toronto at a .86. Save percentage, percentage Anton Kudobin at a 1,000% save percentage right now. And right now, no one has a shutout this season. So that's where we're at with hockey. Obviously, the first few games, of the season, I mean, first, you could probably almost say the first 10 games of the season probably really don't mean much as the Lions kind of get some chemistry going and stuff. So... That's where we're at with hockey. Let's move ourselves on to some playoff baseball. And right now, let me just say this before <laughs> before Blake gets started. This will be the only time I ever cheer for the Boston Red Sox. And if you, uh, you can ask I'm Blake, to hear you I am I am 100% on the Boston Red Sox train right now. <laughs> I have uh I've talked to some random people in the last few days about um about the series, and it seems like unless you are from Texas, you want the fucking Astros yeah, to lose. Yeah, all of the and MLB. I, everybody wants the Astros yep. to lose. Yeah. Unless you're maybe unless you're a Dodgers fan and you want the Astros, you know, you want to get your revenge. I yep. can see that. Yeah. You want your revenge from 2017, but uh, anyway, we are in the midst of uh, both championship series, obviously. Um, we got Houston and Boston are tied at one right now. Uh, they play tonight at eight Eastern, and then um, you've got Los Angeles on the other side, the National League side. Obviously, you got the Dodgers and you got the Braves, um, and we just got a few things to talk about here. Here, kids, okay. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, let's talk about the National League first. All right, Logan, did you see the end of the uh, Dodgers Giants series? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think all of America saw it. So at what point do we uh, fire every umpire in the league and just start fresh? I think we're past it. robots. I think we're past robots. it. Robots. We talked about it after the game. Um, it's getting ridiculous kind of across sports, but I think the MLB is probably one of the worst right now. With And I think it's because of the ego that comes with being an MLB umpire. Yeah. Um, and the enabling that Manfred has done to the MLB umpires by absolutely just fining and and punishing anybody who speaks out against these umpires. But some of these guys, they're absolutely throwing games. They hold grudges against players who question them in a game in the middle of fucking June, and they hold it against them in a game in October. Like, there's something going on. And I get that as a as a umpire, 
you don't want your job replaced by a robot. I'm completely fine with that. I'm not saying that it needs to be the old ump bot behind the plate calling balls and strikes. But at some point, the MLB, and you said this, Blake, the, the game is getting fast. It's getting faster and faster every year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, cross sports, bigger, stronger, faster started when we were in high school. It's it's become yep. a thing, and it's it's getting more and more with the advancements in recovery, nutrition, weightlifting. It's just across the board. People, just development yeah. in general. Kids start playing younger. They have a more the better feel for the game. It's not just you know, Babe Ruth the alcoholic going out and getting blitzed the night before, and then just farm boying these balls over the fucking fence. Um, yeah, it's these guys are you know they're machines and they're playing this game at a ridiculous pace, and it's it's natural for you to miss calls, but I think that the MLB needs to take a good look at it because when an official is interfering with a game that has so much meaning. There's a problem. There's a legit If they problem. have an impact on the game at all, that's when it that's when it becomes that's like like it did the other night. I I don't know if you guys know what we're talking about, but Wilmer Flores obviously checked a swing. Uh one on, two strikes, two outs, bottom of the ninth, you know, giant season is on the line. And they bring in Scherzer. The Dodgers bring in Scherzer to close it out. And Flores, obviously down two strikes, checks his swing. Like, after watching the replay, it's obvious. It's a clear check. Even not watching the replay, it's obvious. Yeah, I mean. And they check him, and they call it. And they end the fucking Giants season. And so a blown call ended the Giants season. I'm not sitting here saying Wilmer Flores might not have struck out the next pitch. But at least their season ended on a strikeout, not a blown fucking call. I mean, exactly. Call. And he's down, again, he's down 0-2 to fucking Max Scherzer, who's, you know, one of the top fucking pitchers in the league right now. And he's probably probably going to strike him out. But still. But it's October baseball. He you gets know, to you know swing. I mean? He gets to have a cut, you know, or watch a ball walk, go by him. And then you can be like, yo, why the fuck didn't you swing at that? Rather than. Why is this umpire making a call on what's clearly not a check swing that everyone mm-hmm. in the fucking stadium saw, but he gets away with saying, I saw it as a, as a, as a strike. So that's the end of yeah. it. And that's what we're talking about with like the impact of the game, man. Like if you're an official trying to just uphold the rules, that's all you need to do. But like it does seem like a lot of these guys want to be seen for whatever reason by fans or whoever, and they want to have an impact on the game, and that's just not their place. And that's just not how the game works. That's not how being an umpire works. And right now in, in baseball, what is you get? How, do you get you get challenges? Correct at this point, right now on on field plays. Correct, certain field plays. Yeah, on reviewable plays. So what what is for those that don't so know out there, Blake? That, what is reviewable as far as the MLB? Uh, there's, since there's so many different, um, situations, obviously, uh, there's a ton, there's a ton of reviewable plays and there's some rant, like the one the other night was not reviewable, for example. So like that, the check swing, they don't like, they can't review those. It has to be a pretty big, um, I don't know the official terminology or like the rule book or anything for, for, uh, reviews in the MLB, but, um, it has to be like a play, like the ball has to be in play, basically. And then, yeah, it has to be a, a play in the field, uh, an out on a bag, uh, a home run, uh, a ground rule double, stuff like that, stuff off the top of the fence. Uh, 
is it foul? Is it fair? Shit like that. Yeah. Um, how many reviews are is this team get right now? Do you know? Uh, you get one. You get one, and then if you if it's correct, you keep basically it. you yeah throughout the game, the entirety of the game. Yeah, even in the I had extra innings, everything. It might change. I don't know. There's been a lot of rule changes okay. recently. So, so I brought up that there should be right now. You cannot you cannot review anything at the plate. Not a thing. You can't review balls, strikes. You can't unless it's a scoring play. You that's the only thing. Yeah, if play it's at the plate. A play at the plate. You can review, but anything pitched cannot be reviewed. I brought up the yeah. point in our conversation after that incident that I believe the team should get their review on the field. And they're a review at the plate. If you call a review at the plate, since it's more of a contestant, you're contesting the umpire more in that situation because it's his opinion to a ball and a strike that you should get that call. You should get to call a review. And if you miss that, if it shows up and it's reviewed and it's, you know, you think it's a strike and it was a ball then you lose not only your review at the plate, but your review on the field. If you call a review on the field and it's wrong, you should still, I think you should still be able to keep your review at the plate because it's a more, okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, more significant call at that point. I don't think that there would be a ton of managers just based off how much I've watched across the league that would go around and be checking the umpire at home plate. I don't think there would be a whole lot of it. You don't really even see them review plays in the field unless it's like kind of like a clear, hey, like they're pretty good. I think that managers across the league are pretty good at just respecting the game and that like tradition yeah. of the umpire having the final word and believing his ability to make the call on the field. Also, I don't think anybody wants to like, wants to be like, hey, I'm going to stop this game so the umpires can go listen to a headset for five minutes. Right, right. But right now, obviously, in the postseason, like these plays that are getting reviewed are incredibly important. And we've had an interesting postseason with reviews so far. There have been a couple that have been overturned, maybe that shouldn't have. There's been a a couple close ones that, even with replay, you kind of couldn't tell. Um, Yeah. So it's getting more and more pertinent, obviously, um, and like you said, man, the game's just getting faster, and it's almost like the umpires are not keeping up. And it's, you know, it's like, well, people can out there, well, do you think you could do any better? You know, probably not. But if I'm trained to be an umpire, I think I could do better because that's my job. Just like, you know, you hear them say fuck kickers all the time, but you... Rex Ryan goes bitching about it. Fuck uh, kickers. Fuck kickers. Rex Ryan's bitching about it. What do these guys do? They're sitting on their phone bullshitting at fucking practice. Why aren't they going and kicking 50-yard field goals and practicing these shits? Like, if there's a huge crosswind, fine. But why don't you go kick a fucking field goal every now and then instead of just standing around at practice with your dick in your hand? Like, it's the same thing. If that's, like, your job, I expect you to be fucking proficient at it. Like, that's why you're a professional. That's true. That's why you get paid millions. I don't know. Well... Umpires don't get paid millions, but they make better money they than I do. Too much. They get paid better money than I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, they should. Uh, I don't know, man. The MLB is gonna have to figure something out because it's getting a little. There's no like accountability for like, hey, man, you suck. 
Like you're not performing yeah, no, well enough the, to be an umpire in the MLB. That's the other thing. There is zero review. At They're the all end older of the than fucking dirt. Nothing at the end of the season that goes. This guy like fucking old angel, just making shit call after shit call after How shit is that call guy in the- after shit call, and he stays in the league, and he's still calling balls and strikes, and he's still fucking teams over. There's literally teams that have lost games that they should have won because fucking. Angel Hernandez, right? That's the, his last name. Is, Angel Hernandez. It's yep. just fucking dicking people over because he has he's got a grudge against the coach or he's got a grudge against a player. It's legitimately a personal thing for him. It's not. He's not an unbiased mediator of the game. He's taking it no, personal no, he and he's making like when you really. I get that it's his paycheck as well, but it's also these guys' paychecks too. It's managers' jobs. You get fired at the end of the season if you lose too many games. If you, you know, yeah. If it came down to, I wonder how many times, and it could just be a, a front office being like, "Well, man, if you would have won one more game, you know." And I'm not saying it happens all the time, but I wonder when that conversation happens, and then that manager goes back and looks and goes, "Fucking Angel Hernandez." Just fucked us on that game. We probably should have won that, and I might still have a fucking job. Like. It's it's yeah. just or a postseason play, man. Oh the, man, the big thing too is like the postseason, like one play, one play, like we saw the other night, man. Your season's over, and it can you know what I mean. And I'm not saying it changes the momentum. Of I'm the not series. saying, yeah. Oh, exactly. And I'm not saying the Giants. You know, I'm not saying they would have won or whatever had the call not been made. I think we can all understand though that. That is a huge missed call, and it's happened before, and the MLB still doesn't do anything about it. As a sports fan, uh, you don't want to see your guy go out on a fucking check swing call. Dude, I would be absolutely sick, bro. That is, like, the worst way that you could possibly end a season. I feel bad for the Giants. I feel bad for Wilmer Flores, Oh, dude. my God, dude. I could not have... Dude, San Francisco is crushed. Awful. And they had, Bar- they had Barry Bonds at the game that night, like... Just at home. I forgot it was at San Francisco. Yeah, it's in San Francisco. Like, I don't know how that guy even made it out of the ballpark without getting fucking killed. (laughs) All right, just a last thing on this umpire thing. We'll fucking move on. But did you see him when he... Have you watched it? Did you watch it when he made the call? I I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't even probably know what. So the home plate umpire and the the catcher point over to check him, right? Right. And first base umpire... Calls it and immediately starts like power walking off the. Field. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you could see yeah, yeah. the wheels turning in his mind. He's like, I, I fucked, that, fucked up. that up. I fucked yep. that up pretty bad. Yep. I was like, dude, he knows. Yeah. He it. Like he knows he blew it. It's like it's like he didn't even think about it. And his hand just made the out sign. Like that's what he was gonna call regardless. And the, he like, I bet he sat there and he was like, if there's a check swing, I'm calling it. Right. I dude, and that's I've seen umpires on the other hand screw up. Call the strike and say safe. It's just kind of a reflex thing, right? But then they get yeah. together with the crew and they say, look, man, he, he's fucking safe. I fucking made the wrong hand signal. And then they fix it. Okay, you know, you're maybe you're a little mad at the umpire for not fucking making the right hand signal. But at least he fixed the situation oh, rather yeah. than just letting it go and sticking with his fucking hand signal. Like, dude. Yeah, dude. He was hustling off oh, the field, man. which is... Probably in his best interest. Yeah, for sure. Rough. For sure. Uh, so that brings us to our next uh, MLB point here. And the Braves are up 2-0 on the Dodgers, which 
is somewhat surprising. I've seen, um, you know, just watching some MLB Network. Uh, they had a segment on there the other day that, and they were like, are the Braves really even a competition for the Dodgers? And I was just like, what the fuck? Do you all just not have anything to talk about anymore? <laughs> you're telling like, me you're playoff baseball, you got nothing to fucking talk about? And are they competition? They're up 2-0. They're up 2-0. Like, can the... Are, how has there ever been a postseason where like teams just didn't compete? That's how baseball is every single year, man. There's not a team. There's some teams who have obviously like played well throughout the postseason and just kind of not really like ran right through everybody. But just the way the game is, like they're gonna be even for really good teams. Like there are gonna be bumps in the road in the postseason. And so for them to say that, I just thought was fucking ignorant. I was like, yeah, obviously the Braves are going to compete. And now, two walk-offs later, two walk-offs in a row. Yeah. And they're fucking up 2-0 um, going to, going to uh, Los Angeles. It's, it's, it's playoffs. Like, we said it three weeks ago, anything can happen in playoffs. If your team can get into playoffs, you've got a chance to win. I think the I think Boston's a prime example of that because they yep. limp into playoffs. They play streaky, you know, patchy baseball leading up to it, and then now they're just like hitting the piss out of the fucking ball. Yep. And like Houston, uh, there could be a problem because I don't think that there you've got the pitching to hang with the way that Boston's hitting right now. That's um dude. So you know, Lance McCullers is out. Is he? He wasn't even on there. He wasn't even on their ALCS roster. Whoa! I didn't even. I forgot yeah. that. So after they, he came out in the game. What they play? They play. They play four games against the White Sox. Yeah, I think they played four because yeah. I think Chicago won. So yeah, in game four, he's like right forearm stiffness or some shit, and he's out, and they. The game on game one between Boston and Houston was the record for most pitchers used in a postseason game. Well, I mean, the starters got were out in what two and a third, two and two thirds, something like that. Like Sale and and Gar- Sale was out was in two Garcia? and two thirds. What was it? Is Garcia right? Uh, I think Garcia started the second game. Those guys got shelled. Like they got the piss beat out of them. Oh yeah. Well, that was just two crazy good offenses yeah. too. Like. But I think it is going to come down to, I think you're right, man. I don't, and obviously I'm a little biased. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm a little biased. You're allowed to be biased Um, in the playoffs. (laughs) But, dude, those are two crazy good offenses. And really, like, because of that, I think they can score with each other. I think it's going to come down to pitching and basically who can keep, like, instead of, you know, keeping the the other team from scoring, who can keep the other team from scoring 10 runs or seven runs instead of 10. You know what I right. mean? Like, who can save those few runs that the offense can make up? Because this is just a fucking slugfest between those two teams, man. I think right now it's – this is what I think. I think Boston's going to beat them because I think that's what it's going to come down to with the, the rest of the season and and the World Series is can you win in, can you win in Fenway? I think Fenway is on fire right now. Dude. The, the crowd is – in. it's hard to win in Fenway. And, and like – Baseball, I don't really think is one of those sports where you say, "Oh, the crowd has a, a a big impact on what happens." Right? It's you know, football, hockey, mm-hmm. basketball is maybe a little bit more like you know, 
the crowd has a little more impact. I think baseball is so much – it's a slower game, so it's it's kind of hard for a crowd to keep it amped up for nine innings yeah. compared to four quarters or just a quarter or a drive, yeah. right? You know, like a crowd can make an impact on a, on a game in football or a drive in football when, like, the, you know, offense mm-hmm. needs to go score, but your defense is on the field and they're at home. They can make it loud. They can make it hard to communicate. There's, like, almost no communication in baseball. The communication is through hand signals. Like, there's no yeah, for the most part, you know, through the baseball. So it's it's very random that you, rarely that you see that happen. But if you have to go into Fenway right now, it's hostile. And they're close. Dude. They're on you in Fenway. We saw, like, oh, yeah, it's a small park. It's a small park. And it's not. It's like you know, thirty-seven thousand people. I think they can fit and in they that. Get that they, they're like, going, and they get the Sammy Adams flowing. Oh, fuck them! Fucking Ben Affleck, Green Monster, Poppy. <laughs> if you're uh, from Boston, Logan likes to do a Logan likes to do a Boston impersonation every now and then. Kind of sounds like a mix between Boston uh, and the Bronx, but whatever. Yeah, I think he's having a great time with it this postseason. It's been he's great. He's using it at least great. twice a day. <laughs> so, so everybody just get used to that until this postseason's over. But it's it's um, hard. But yeah, to dude, play. we saw that. We saw that in the Yankees game. Yep. In the Yankees, yep. in the wild card playing game, that place was fucking yep. nuts, dude. And it's just like it's been like that the whole time. It was like that against the Rays, man. That's. That's yeah, you're right, man. It's got to be a tough place to play right now. It obviously is watching it. It just looks nuts. Yep, place is packed. I was watching the uh, and the break game last night, and, and it's, it's the Astros. Astros like, nobody everyone likes the hates. Astros right now. <laughs> I I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't know who I'd rather who I'd rather beat, dude. I like between the Yankees and the Astros, I just cannot decide. Mm-hmm. Which one that I dislike more, and it's bad because I just anytime I see the Astros, I'm like, it's got to be the Astros. You know what? With the Yankees, yeah, I think it might be. It has to be the Astros. I like. There's a respect that you have for a rival, right? There's still a respect that you I have for Boston. There's like I'm a Packers fan. There's still a respect that I have for the Bears. There's still a respect that I have for the team up north, because without your rival, you know that that game means nothing, right? Yeah, but you don't have respect for a team that went and cheated the way that the That's Astros true. did. There's no respect there. Are they earning it back a little bit? I would say yes. It's kind of hard to say, is but from a the, from an open perspective and a non biased perspective, yes. That you got to look at the Astros and go, holy fuck, they're a hard team to beat. Like the issue is, dude, is that they nothing happened to them. Nothing happened. That's what that's what I think everyone's issue is. It's an is half that goddamn team. Fuck you, man. Won the World Series. <laughs> was was on the team in 2017. Yeah, it's like six of their nine players in the lineup. I'm pretty sure were yeah. on that 17 team, and nothing had like not a thing happened to any of them. Yeah, and it's just like such a such a fucking joke, man. On like this is where I get going about how the MLB just fucks everything up. And they can't market, and they can't make the game like accessible for people. They got goddamn blackouts. Like you still can't watch a game. Yeah, it's blacked out yeah. sometimes. And it's like, what years is this? Fucking nineteen forty. Like, think, am I gonna have to go get my fucking radio? That's what I had and to listen do the other to the game and fucking I, drink I, water on my porch or some shit. I had to listen to the game on ESPN radio because it wasn't on TV. 
because I'm in Ohio and not close enough to, I think they were playing Tampa. It was the Tampa Bay series. I'm not close enough to Florida or I guess I'm closer to Massachusetts, but God dang, dude. Like, (laughs) yeah, dude, if you want to watch like all of the big games, you have to have like three goddamn streaming services. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And they aren't, they aren't marketing to young people and they're just, they're letting umpires run the game at this point. We won't get back into that, into that, but it's just like the MLB is fucking up a lot of shit for themselves right now. If they don't change it, people are just going to quit watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ugh, all right. All right. <laughs> Deep breath. We, we got to fucking regroup. Usa. We got to regroup. <laughs> well, all right. you're not going to get much regroup. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Real quick. What's up? Are we go are we going to college football or what? Oh, I got a, I got a couple more things. Oh, okay. Uh, we already talked about McCullers. Sorry, folks. Meeting, at, getting out. Just real quick. I'm almost done. No, you're good. Right, hang in there. Uh, series tied, right? Uh, we lost the first game, but a good, good game. I, I won't use the word good loss or the phrase good loss because that's not really a thing. Um, but it was a good game, and it wasn't that devastating of a loss just because that one could have gone either way. Yeah. And that was kind of just like yep. how it went. Um, but then, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Day before. Yeah, it was yesterday. No, yesterday no, was traveling. day before yep. yesterday. Yep, day before yesterday. Uh, my lord. Hammers. Two grand slams, dude, in the first two innings. Bro. I was like, I was a little nervous. I was on the road. I was watching on my phone. I was fucking driving and watching the game on my phone. Don't do that, folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, just so everybody knows, that's my first time safe. doing that. It's extremely dangerous. Um uh, so don't try it. I, I was I was on the open road out west, so it wasn't that bad. But you know, I wouldn't recommend it. I would say go to your local sports bar, uh, have a couple of Miller Lights, and watch the fucking yeah. game seated, and then get an Uber home. Um, two grand slams, though, dude. First, fucking Julio Martinez, man. JD Martinez hits one the other way. And you know who I don't like? I got to put this out there. Not I don't like him, but I don't really like his announcing style. Is John Smoltz, man. I thought I would, but he was talking, where does J.D. hit the ball? Right field, dude. He hits it to right center. He hits it, like, center field to the right field line. Right. That's his That's his ability. That's where his power is. Um, Old John Smoltz, former pitcher, obviously. Pretty famous guy. I don't know yeah. if you heard of him. Um, telling, was, was speaking about not throwing him well, speak, he was like, if you want to get him out, you got to throw him outside. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, please throw him outside yeah. with the bases loaded. Are you kidding me? And look what he fucking did, dude. He just flicks it over the right the right field fence, man. That's what he does, dude. He just flicks the ball into right center field, right field, and sometimes over the goddamn fence with the goddamn bases loaded. And it's 4 nothing all of a sudden. And then they want to load the bases again. In the second inning, an old fucking little Bill, dude. Little Bill. Little Bill gets up there. Just no problem. I did not think that ball was going to be fair. Dude, that... That's about the yeah. foulest fair ball I've ever seen. But it was... That a, thing was... It was a piss missile. Oh, it was absolutely a fucking rocket, man. a man. fucking liner. He hit dude. the shit out of it. Yeah. That's the thing about that guy. If he hits the ball, he just swings so goddamn hard every time, yeah. man. He's like... There is, a, there is no situation in which he comes up and says, you know what? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hit a single right. here. I think I'm just gonna move the runner. Swing it for the fences every time. Yeah, he's like, "That's it. I'm hitting this ball downtown." 
That kids, if, you're, um, if your parents are cool enough to let you listen to this, if there are any kids listen to this, swing hard. Swing hard. Oh, do it. <laughs> oh, every just time. fucking Don't, swing hard hits, every time. Base hits are for fucking losers. Base hits will come uh, if you swing hard. <laughs> that's true. That's true, because you'll hit it through a human yeah. being. Um, yeah, dude. And then one more thing about this Houston series, because it was bugging me, and I just got to get it out there. Don't know if anybody else is feeling this way. But game two, I think Garcia started for the Astros. Yeah. the ro- That rookie started. Um, and then he gets hurt or something in, like, the bottom or the top of the second. Um, and so he's got to come out with no outs in the top of the second and they bring in Jake Odorizzi and he's a starting pitcher and he goes through his entire starting routine, like his entire warm up routine. It was legit on the field in the middle of the game. The game didn't keep going for like 30 to 40 minutes. It was insane. He went through his entire like he was out on the grass, like just tossing with the catcher, like his entire warm up he went through on the field in the middle of a playoff game. How how is that allowed? I was like, is this allowed? Can they fucking do this? How is the umpire like, hey man, you got ten minutes? Yeah. And then we're going. Yeah. He he literally it was like, dude, Native Aldi sat there for like fifty minutes before he pitched again. Oh my god. It was insane, man. It was like I've never seen anything like that. And the announcers were like, what is this shit? I don't understand how that's allowed. I completely and missed it. the fact that. that it is, that's another big change the MLB's got to make, dude. If In that situation, man, you got to pull somebody out of the bullpen who can go in 10 minutes. You can't get another, yeah, like, I don't care, I get it, the guy's hurt. You can't fucking let this guy take 40 minutes of a game and everybody's just sitting there watching him fucking warm up. Yeah, if he's like going to take 40 field. minutes, then guess what? You're pulling your middle relief until he's ready to come into the game in the fifth. Like, or, yeah, or however long it fucking takes him. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's not even that big of a big of a change, you know what I mean? Because, like, at that point, you know, you're down 4 nothing. Then he gave up the second Grand Slam. So after that, you're just trying to get him to eat some innings. Right. It's not a big deal to put him off for an inning since you just want to eat some innings. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference in him going in in the second or having a reliever yep. come in in the second yep. and him going in the third? Because either way, you're going to have a reliever – either before him or after him. Yep. You know what I mean? Or both. It just doesn't make sense to me that they'd let him fucking do that. I was I was just like, can we just watch this goddamn game, man? That's ridiculous. It was That's legitimately ridiculous. and like they like go to commercial break and come back Still and just, warming up. He's just sitting there, <laughs> just warming up, like throwing from God behind the mound. Dude. You're just like I don't even like I don't dislike the guy or I didn't until the other day when I was like, this guy has no consideration for anyone else. Right. I mean, there's there's so, taking care of your arm, and then there's just being a fucking dickhead. Like, also, I think it's I don't think it's on him. I think it's on the umpires for like, they're like, oh, you're bringing in Odorizzi, and he's like, yeah, he's gonna go through his whole warm up, and they're like, okay, that's fine. I'd be like, the fuck you are, dude. You're yeah. gonna get somebody out of the bullpen in ten minutes, yeah. and that's the way it's gonna be. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just you can't just. It's not the start of the game. It's you're in the. It's the second goddamn inning. Right. Right. Dude, outrageous! Just a, the one of the most outrageous things I've seen this year in baseball, and uh, it was wild. And playoffs too. It was not. It's not like it's just in a regular game. If it's in a regular game, it's a little more like whatever, I guess. Maybe even then, you're still like, what the fuck? But like, 
In playoffs? In the playoffs? And fucking... Come dude. on. Come on. Yeah. They're like, oh, we don't want to burn too much pitching. Well, it's too goddamn bad, dude. Like, what do you mean? It's the playoffs. You can't just do whatever you want with your pitching. Right. Yeah. Uh, whatever, dude. I'm just going to sit here and bitch and drink bourbon, I guess. Uh, so there's our baseball rundown. Remember the uh, got the Sox and the Strohs on tonight at eight Eastern, and that should be a hell of a game. We got Erod, Erod going against who do we got? Urquidy. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes, boys. That should be Erod's pretty hit or miss, but he's been kind of hitting it lately. Yeah, so he's been on. Might be good. All right. Wrapping up MLB, let's move on to uh, NFL. Logan, what do you got, dude? NCAA. No, not NCAA. <laughs> Everybody. We talked about I'm the stupid. NFL. We already talked it's about good. the NFL. It's good. It's all right. You We're know, I'm flustered. I'm flustered. I got, we, we started talking drunk about, uh, you know, it got me flustered. So, everybody ignore that. All right. So, with our NCAA, we'll do some score and stat rundowns, then we'll get into some storylines. Starting with number 18, Arizona State. The first upset of the weekend, well, not the first, but the first one we're going to cover, dropping the game 27-35 to to the unranked Utah. Arizona State gave up four sacks. That's really the only stat I got there. So, I mean, not that Arizona State was anything special this year, but that's an upset in the top 25 again. Moving on, Ole Miss takes care of Tennessee 31-26. Ole Miss was ranked 13th. Coral was 21 of 38. Corral, Coral, I'm... I might be. Scared. It's Corral. Corral. Two thirty-one. Yeah, I learned that. I learned that when they were kicking our ass earlier <laughs> in the season. Okay. Uh, two touchdowns and interception. Ole Miss still gives up five sacks. Um, that's just uh, you can't do that. Even if you're trying to win a Heisman there, so you just can't be you doing can't that. Do that. Uh, TCU, Oklahoma, number four, Oklahoma, fifty-two to thirty-one over TCU. Williams coming in in relief, still not relief, starting over now Spencer Rattler. Uh, 18 to 23, 295, four touchdowns, like just kids killing it. Brooks had 153 on 20 carries and a touchdown. So Oklahoma kind of ran away with that one. They, I said this after the win, I texted, I said, Oklahoma's different with Williams. So now, mm-hmm. now you kind of got to pay, you got to start paying attention to Oklahoma and, and, and look at what's going on with them. Uh, moving on 22 NC state beats up on Boston college, 33 to seven. Leary was 16 to 24 and 251, three TT, three TT, yeah, three touchdowns. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Perfect. Um, Boston College only had 97 yards rushing, so NC State putting the defense on there. Uh, number five, Alabama goes to Mississippi State, uh, 49 9. Young was 20 to 28, 348, four touchdowns. Mississippi State. This is what happens when Alabama gets upset. Mississippi State, negative one yard rushing. Oh, my good Three Lord. turnovers, <laughs> seven sacks. The tide was angry. Christ, <laughs> my Lord. Uh, uh, the big matchup of the week, big game of the week, uh, probably Kentucky at playing Georgia. Georgia just, again, another dominating performance, 30-13. to 13. Uh, Stenson Bennett, 14 to 20, 250, three touchdowns. <laughs> Kentucky, 51 yards rushing. Mm. Total yards, 243. Georgia had 250 Shoot. yards rushing alone. 
So, my Georgia's God. number one, folks. They're different. Georgia's man. number one. Georgia, it goes through Athens. It goes through Athens. We've already said it. I'm going to say it again, We're and gonna I'm going to keep it every week. saying it. And you know what? I don't even like the SEC, but I'm still going to say it. Georgia's probably going to win the fucking national yeah. championship, man. Another upset of the week. Baylor takes down number 19 BYU, 38-24. to 24. BYU had 67 yards rushing and gave up five sacks. So, again, if you can't produce on, def- on offense and the defense is just smothering you, you're not going to do anything, which brings me back to what I always say. Defense wins championships. Not that Baylor's in a championship mood right now, but it matters. <laughs> Number 10, Michigan State takes on Indiana. Wins 20-15. to A little bit of an odd score there. Walker had 84 yards on 23 carries, so Indiana, you know, put the defense on him, and it was it was a defensive struggle. 20, 12 penalties for Michigan State, so they showed some weakness there. Um Gonna be gonna be some questions for that team coming into the la- the last part of the season, last half of the season. Uh, another upset: LSU forty nine, Florida twenty. Number 20, 20 ranked Florida forty two points in that game. I did not see LSU. That. I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, no one. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But here's my theory: they wore all orange and looked like Clemson. So if you're gonna look like Clemson, you're gonna play like Clemson. You know, they say look good, play good. Well, if you look like shit, you're gonna play like not shit. looking good. So. Passing yards uh, for Florida had 350 on 38. All as a as a committee, there were multiple quarterbacks in that game. They had four interceptions. Uh, LSU had 321 yards rushing. Davis Price had 287 himself and three touchdowns. So they just ran it down their throat. My God, um, dude. Yeah. Number three, Cincinnati, 56 to 21 over UCF. Riddler was 13 to 23, 140, a touchdown, two interceptions. The defense had a pick six. Uh, Ford, the running back, was 20 carries for 189, so he had a good game on the on the ground. Four touchdowns, 79 was his long. Uh, Cincinnati's doing what they we've continued to say they need to do. They're thumping everybody to stay up there. And after the loss, we'll get into the rankings after the loss from Iowa, but you can guess where they're at if you don't really follow. Um 12 ranked Oklahoma State beats Texas 32 to 24. John Robinson was 21 carries at 135 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Texas gave up three sacks again. Um, I don't know when those sacks happened, but I'm guessing a couple of them were in big game, big play situations. So uh, you got to protect the quarterback. Texas A&M coming off the win in Alabama and the upset. At 21, beats up Mizzou 35-14. Calzada, 13-25, 148, two touchdowns, an interception, and a sack. Uh, Spiller had 168 yards on 20 carries and a touchdown. Mizzou only had 98 yards rushing. So, again, stop the run and control the line of scrimmage. You're going to win a football game. Auburn beats up Arkansas 38-23. Arkansas has Mm. continually gone downhill after that Georgia game. They can't win. Bo Nix was 21 to 26, 292, two touchdowns, and as his name rhymes with, still threw a pick because he's Bo Picks. Uh, Jefferson was 21, uh, 35, 228, two touchdowns, three sacks for Arkansas, I believe, still. So the San Diego State at 24. Just squeaks by San Jose State. This was an ugly game. Mm. Went into double overtime. Two OTs. Yeah, double Oof. overtime. San Jose State's Nash had 16-34 with 228. 
no touchdowns. San Diego State only had 70 yards rushing and 20 total penalties. Like my God, I don't know. I bet. Did you watch? That? I, had, did I did watch not that watch game? that game. I don't know if the refs were just being dicks or if they were just playing sloppy football. I bet that but game. Stuck that game to was watch, probably dude. hard to watch. They gave up five sacks too. Mm. Like, damn, dude, brutal. Cal goes into Oregon. Oregon twenty four seventeen over Cal. Uh, Garbers 25-43, two touchdowns, two sacks. Brown for Oregon twenty to twenty eight, two twenty two forty four, a touchdown, a sack. Die. The running back, 245 yards on 19 carries, a touchdown. Uh, Oregon turns the ball over twice and still wins. So, again, I think this goes back to even when they played Ohio State. They have a lot of seniority on that team. So they can kind of get away with getting themselves in bad situations because the older got players are able to keep their cool and still perform under pressure. So they're still, I still think they could be a team to watch towards the end of the year because, obviously, there's, there's just absolute – craziness going on um and then to wrap it up the the big upset of the week unranked purdue mm. beats number two iowa 24 to 7 for purdue o'connell was 30 of 40 375 two touchdowns and bell david bell had 11 receptions for 240 yards and a touchdown petrus four interceptions four sacks iowa had 76 yards rushing purdue had 86 yards rushing uh, I was was held to a total of 271. So, what a lot of people knew, and uh, they've been saying it for weeks, Iowa can't play from behind. They're just not built to play like that. And Purdue jumped on them early and just did not let up. And we talked about it before this, we started. And Iowa is top-ranked in the nation on beating teams in the top two in the AP with nine total wins over a top-two team. Nine wins. They just – Purdue is just like, hey, uh, you're number one or number two. Uh, let's just beat you. They beat Ohio State a couple years back. I think they were two. Um, and then they're like, oh, you're unranked. Uh, yeah, we don't care. care. This It's – I mean, they're, they're there to ruin your day. So the top – to go off of that – OSU, Penn State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Coastal Carolina, Wake Forest, SMU, all were idle this week. There were seven losses in the top 25, four were upsets, and there were four unranked upsets over ranked teams, Auburn over Arkansas, LSU over Florida, Purdue over Iowa, Utah over Arizona State, and Baylor over BYU. So the top 25 now looks like this. Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Alabama, that's your top four. First one's out. Ohio State at 5, Michigan at 6, Penn State at 7, Oklahoma State at 8, Michigan State at 9, Oregon at 10, Iowa drops to 11, Ole Miss, Notre Dame, Coastal Carolina 12, 13, 14, Kentucky at 15, Wake Forest at 16, A&M at 17, NC State at 18, Auburn at 19, Baylor at 20, SMU 21, San Diego State 22, Pitt 23, the UTSA Roadrunners get in at 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Purdue jumps to 25. All out that have been recently in and pro- I think ranked since the beginning of the season. 17 Ar- were previously ranked 17 Arkansas, 18 Arizona State, 19 BYU, Florida, and Texas are all out of the top 25. It was another whirlwind. <laughs> I even told the guys this week before we started, I was like, yeah, hey, I don't, we may not go that heavy on, we need, 
try to look at some other topics to talk about because I don't think college football is going to fill out the way it usually does for our episodes. And holy fuck, was I wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. pure insanity. Uh, I mean, I just and now we're going to get into there... the meat of the season, really, with October, end of October, and November football. Yeah, there is one. Um, there's one thing that's been going on this football season that is not surprising. The rest is like a fucking dumpster fire, yeah, it's, dude. It's insane. The only thing that's been like the only thing that's been seemed normal is Georgia. Yeah, and Georgia is just like beating up on everybody. Obvious number one. Everyone else is just like, what the fuck is going? And on? even though it's normal that they're number one, they're still playing a. And it re- ridiculous seat like it's a, an impressive thing to watch it's not normal for oh yeah to go out 36 they're at they're at 36 points 46 points on the season i think that they've given up they've only giving up given up three total touchdowns touchdowns yeah that's that's outrageous like come on but going into the game against of kentucky they were averaging a 5.5 games 5.5 points a game given up 5.5. My lord, dude. You can't, like... Is, I mean... I get that you can't score a half point, but to score five points in a game, you have to kick a field goal and get a safety. <laughs> that's So that's even a hard thing up, to, to score, right? <laughs> like, that's insane. It's insane. Georgia is just... They're on a different level right now. I don't see them getting beat. It is college football, and anyone can lose. But, man, it's, it's, it's cool to watch, though, too. I mean... Outside of it, I'd love to see Ohio State, but I don't think right now, if you told me, you asked me, you know, is Ohio State going to beat Georgia? No. Doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone does. Alabama's not beating Georgia, I don't think. So Even with this season of, like, it, like these crazy upsets we've been having, you know what I mean? Just, like, teams that are usually not in the top 25 in the top 25, I still don't see Georgia getting beat by anybody. No. I think they're going to be. I think that's going to be the only thing that we look at from this college football season and say, "Yeah, that wasn't really a surprise." And obviously, like we think they're going to win the championship. Uh, the only you way know. my my opinion would change is if I saw some major things come from teams. If you see Alabama go back to just beating the piss out of people, like seventy points to seven or something, like you start to see that normal Alabama look. If you see Ohio State run the table at the end of the year here and they just, you know, 20, 21 point win, 28 point win, and they go and have that like 2014 ending like they had against uh, to Wisconsin, they just shut Wisconsin out in the Big Ten Championship. That's if true. you see Ohio State do that, then there's, there's those, those are keys and markers that you could be like, okay, well, that maybe that team can give, you know, Georgia a, a game. But man, I, you're just. I think right now, honestly, if you had to look at it, obviously Alabama's always got a chance. I think Oklahoma is different now because of Williams coming in at quarterback, and that may change how they play the rest of the season. And they have some games to prove that they've gotten better or they're different, which I think they're going to. Um, so right now, yeah, I right now it's I can see the it's those Oklahoma playing better, but I don't see. Um, a freshman coming in against Georgia, and you know what I mean, right? Like, and that's why that's the other thing. He's a fucking freshman, like, it's, which is insane. So, like, look out, you know, yeah, fucking Big Twelve. You're the next couple of yeah. years, like, Oklahoma is probably gonna be running. Yeah. It, you know what I yep. mean? But it's it's crazy. So that's where we're at with college football. 
we've got some side stories. One I didn't get to last week because we were kind of rushing. Um, did Jimbo sandbag at the beginning of the season? <laughs> this is this is, this is going to be my favorite segment of the fucking podcast. Dude. I I got a buddy. I got a couple buddies from Texas that I immediately, you know, they're both A and M fans. I'm talking to them. Uh, I didn't get much feedback from one, but the other one, we were almost at the same time texting each other and saying, I think Jimbo sandbagged the first part of the season because he was telling me, why are they running this like 3-5, this nickel defense? They're not rushing. They're not th- showing any blitzes. And, and A&M just looked like they didn't have a defense. And when last year they were a very competitive team and almost made it to playoffs, um, and then all of a sudden they come out and they play Bama and it's a forefront. They're running crazy blitzes. They're just beating the crap out of Bryce. Like it's and and Jimbo before the game is like as long as Saban's at, at Alabama, we're gonna beat the piss out of them. Like it's just <laughs> and I do not. I don't think that I don't think at all that Jimbo would not be the one to put nothing on film. So Alabama can't do a film study. They're trying to practice against this weird three-front defense, this nickel weird defense. And these guys, I, and, and Saban was saying it, you all think you're, you're special, you know. You're, you're going to get beat. You're gonna, someone's going to come in here and beat your ass because you're not, you don't think that you're, you know, need to give them the respect that, you know. And Saban said it at the, after the game. He's like, you need to have respect for winning. It takes a lot of time and effort to go and win these football games. And that's... <clears throat> As much as I've hated Saban in the past, the stuff that he coaches, <clears throat> it's true. If you don't have respect for the process yeah. of winning, you're going to get beat. And that's exactly what happened with Alabama. But I, dude, I think that Jimbo, <laughs> I think Jimbo said, I don't care what the fucking record is before we go play Alabama. I'm not giving them shit on tape. I'm not showing them a damn thing to get film off of. But we're going to go and they're going to have to come into this, this stadium and we're going to give them something they've never seen before and beat the piss that'd out that'd be so awesome bro if that if that's true that'd be the coolest shit Dude, man he just like just for the rest of his time at texas a&m he doesn't give them anything and then just goes and plays some wild psycho package defense <laughs> and just beats alabama year after year after year after year it would just that'd be it, amazing <laughs> that, that's like his swan song is to beat alabama for the rest of the time he's at a&m and then he retires yeah dude never was anything <laughs> important they're just like every single year they're just like well we beat alabama yeah so I'm, yeah fuck yeah dude that'd be so crazy <laughs> just a crazy old man dude i hope it comes out i hope at some point he's like yeah, I definitely did that on purpose. <laughs> but you say, "Oh, y'all thought that the beginning of the season was for real? Like <laughs> that was a joke?" No, 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 no. no Those are two no games. Like, yeah. Those are two no games, guys. Uh, uh, in other news, uh, Ed Orgeron and LSU have agreed to part ways at the end of the season. Uh, reports are that he has lost the team and lost the coaching staff. So uh, I kind of feel bad for Edo. He's he's. He's a character, I guess. Maybe I'm kind of more attached to the character that he is. Go dog, you know. Uh, I think everybody is. He's a fixture of yeah. college football just because yeah. he's like a fucking swamp person yeah. from you know what I mean. And he just people see him in public. He had that great That's pretty season much with Joe like Burrow. Him. Joe Burrow's crying as he's getting the national the, the Heisman because you know Coach O was just so good to him. But yeah, I don't. That's one. That's a bit of a rough one to see, but I guess I get it. And he, I mean, if you. Uh, I saw an interview the other day, and Coach O was like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not performing, so they have every right to get rid of me. I, I'm glad that they're giving me a chance yeah. to finish the season. 
I can finish what I started and, you know, move on from there. How weird is he was how weird does that have to be though as a coach to like then be like, Hey man, after the season we're gonna get rid of you, but you can go ahead and coach the rest of the season. I mean and like obviously we know that's so all the players know. Yeah. Like, that's just gotta be a weird dynamic. I think it's weird, you know but I, mean? I think it also at a place like LSU, I think it kind of it may have given some power back to Coach O because he is a motivator of, of you know, young men. I think that he could use it as something to say like, look guys, you know, I know I haven't been great for you the last couple of years, but you know, give me this, give me one more ride, you know. And I think you, I'm, you may see yeah. a, a bit of a turnaround come from come from LSU here in the next couple of weeks. Which I mean, all that does is add more sticks to the fire in the dumpster fire that is college football right now. You yeah. Know? So true. I, you may did this, did that come out? Did that like develop before or after this this Florida game? It was it was after, it was after. Was it? Yeah. Um, and maybe I wonder, if, I wonder if like they knew before the game. Yeah, maybe that's you know I mean? maybe that's what changed their mind and let him. Maybe they were gonna fire him if they lost, but yeah. they won, so they were like, ah, well, we'll guess we'll let him finish the season. Um, but he was asked if he's gonna coach next year, and he said no. So, oh, okay. uh, so it's like you know, yeah, no, like a yeah. Deal. Well, he was asked if he's gonna coach anywhere else. So. Oh. Yeah, and he he basically said no. I'm not going to coach anywhere else. So I, I think he may take a year and maybe come back to the game, or I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him come back to the game, even in a a, a uh, assistant role, because again, he, I think he yeah. is a good coach. It's just some shit happens, man. You're playing in the SEC. Like it's probably hard to keep a job there unless your last name's Saban. So, <laughs> um, probably true. Uh, also. Tennessee gets fined 250k for throwing trash on the field. <laughs> Shout out to Rocky Top, just, Man, just be, being a uh, just out of control, out of na- control. Nailed, yeah, nailed Lane Kiffin with a range golf ball, a bright yellow. Those bright yellow golf balls you get at the, ra- the driving range. Just somebody fucking <laughs> clocked him with one. I think I saw something. They, they've had like nine arrests already. They've been looking at film. At people who were throwing Holy, things, and they're they're going back. Yep, and, they're IDing them and arresting them and charging them. So, um, could you imagine? Because that whoever threw a golf ball at uh, Kiffin had to be had to be fucked up. You know what <laughs> I mean? And no, so, dude, you, they Kiffin, wake up, <laughs> and then they wake up the next day hungover as shit to like these cops knocking on the yeah. door, and they'll be like, "Do you throw a golf ball at Lane Kiffin?" Like, dude, I don't know what the fuck. I literally <laughs> don't even. I don't know where I, I am was at right the now, game so. last night. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was the situation. Yeah, like, you're coming oh down, man, it's just but just. I mean, I guess they threw they threw the shit on the field because of the bad call. So, I mean, I I get the anger. I'd be angry too, but I'm not throwing shit on the field, man. And it's like we were talking about like a couple weeks ago. You know, he stormed the field. You know, you should storm the field. We did not mean like hail, like throws things on the field, folks. Like yeah. if you're from Tennessee and you heard that, and now you just thought that meant just throw shit on the field, like no, 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 it's we not what we were talking about. <laughs> Just run on the just field. Just run on the you field. You know what I mean? Just yourself. Which, you don't have to throw anything. Which Saban, I don't know if you saw this, Saban at the press conference today was showing off this, like, tennis ball-sized bruise he has on his forearm from A&M rushing the field. Did you see that? 
Another dude. What if there's just a golf ball guy out there just going to all these like dudes. impossible <laughs> upset games, and he just carries like twenty yellow golf balls with him for like any big games. Say- We're gonna see. You know what? There's got it's like the goddamn Scranton Strangler, dude. There's a NCAA <laughs> golf ball guy golf ball running ball. around. <laughs> yeah, the golf the NCAA golf ball hurler is fucking taking range balls. They're gonna have to go back to like all these local driving ranges and review the film, film and be like, "Have you seen this man?" Jesus, man. And uh, last, last kind of bit of news uh, before we kind of circle back to some NFL stuff. Uh, Coral, Corral. I can't say his fucking name. Corral. Corral may not play against LSU this week. Uh, he's got an injury going on. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he is he's questionable for this weekend against LSU. So. Uh, I I was looking at the rest of the games this week. I know Ohio State's got Indiana. Uh, might be a might be a good game. Um, across the board, though, with the rest of the week for the NCAA, let's see what the big game. No. It's going to be another one. Oh, well, really, it's really bad that Joe's not here because USC plays Notre Dame. <laughs> and that's that is a classic rivalry, folks. If you don't know about the Bush push, well, it, again, I wish Joe was here to just. If I, there's two things that get Joe fired up Rudy was offsides and the Bush push. So, uh, well, and, and, and the tuck rule for Brady. So, three things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things. There's a lot of different. Joe's kind of a fan of some really uh, poor situation teams. <laughs> He's not here. He's probably gonna be so mad listening to this. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait to hear the feedback. <laughs> but uh, moving on to some NFL news, um, I brought it up before. We talked about the game in London with between Jacksonville and Miami. How disrespectful is it by the NFL? And whoever plans these games, that they took two of the probably other than Tampa Bay has only been of recent, other than since when they won the first Super Bowl that they had. Like I don't, I only know one Tampa Bay fan, and when I first met him, I thought he was a Jacksonville fan. So I'm not really even sure if he's just you know what's going on with Tampa probably, Bay fans. Probably switched when Brady. Yeah, came. that's you know, I mean that's what happened. I bet they got dude. I bet they got a ton. I'm of I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Which, I mean, whatever. Fuck Brady and all his fucking bandwagon fans. But how disrespectful is it that a game that would have been in the state, it's an interstate rivalry, there's probably te- like families that are split down the middle where, you know, how many football games do you go to a year? Probably not many, but one where both of your sides of the family are invested in either the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Miami Dolphins. And they moved that game to London. Just to, to fuck you to the state to of play, Florida. And not only is it played at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or noon or a primetime game, because it's London, you got to get up at 9 in the fucking morning on a Sunday, on a Sunday and watch that you game. you joking my ass? Like, Jesus Christ. That's just the most, <laughs> I mean. Oh, that's funny. And, like, Blake, you said it before, like, it, it could have been some type of, like, political move since Florida's not 
Venus cracked yeah, down on the been a COVID, COVID thing. thing. It's just like, dude, I. Well, it's just like I. I just remember I woke up. I was like, Jacksonville, Miami. Oh, sh- those are, those are Florida teams. And I was like, how are you gonna? They just and it, they take all that revenue from the state of Florida too. Like. I mean, yeah. when it really all boils down to it, as much as like football, everybody talks about like all the, you know, the, all the things football teaches you and stuff. Like it's still a business, and uh, the NFL is the business of football. Like, and they're just gonna take all that revenue away from the state of Florida. Like, and I think they are the only. Elliot, no, California now has. California would have had. They're the only state with three teams, right? Florida? Yeah. I, oh, we got to think about this. Because <clears throat> there's been some movement, so now that now you got to think yeah. about it. So it's yeah. San Francisco, we LA. It, well, so it was San Francisco, but LA just moved there. Yeah. And then there was Oakland. So for maybe a year, there were three teams in California. Now there's not. Now there's only... The L.A. Rams, Dude. the Chargers. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about the damn. Forgot about the Rams. Got so yeah, they got. So they it's got, three in California yeah, now. They got the Rams, yep. Chargers, and the Niners. Fucking Forty Niners, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's three teams in in California, but those those are the only two states with three teams. Like, I get that there's probably like some of those fan bases aren't as big and bringing like. The revenue from the Rams is probably not what it is from the Patriots. Like, and you know what else? You know what else I don't get about that is, uh, I don't know, man. How many of those fans are in London? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. You like when we went to when we went to the when we went to the game in London, the Red Sox Yankees. Like, they got fans all over the right. place. Those you are know what two I mean? prominent teams. In the ML, the probably the two most like, prominent, two of the most traditional, yeah. big like power teams in the league, but like fucking the Jaguars, like who in London is like I'm a big Jags, huge fan. Jags fan, just diehard Jags fan, like or even I try to do a British accent, I just don't, I can't, I can't do, do, it. do it, I can't do one. Fucking Put another strip on the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Australia. <laughs> Crikey, the Jaguars. Crikey, the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful. And then, like, maybe, like, maybe I could kind of see the Dolphins, sorta. You know what I mean? I, like, so, I'm trying to think of NFL what, teams so that like fifty-year-old dude that watched Marino play. <laughs> it's like what you done yeah, I guess. And he, you he's know, just, yeah, he's, I don't he's know. out at the game with his fucking Larry Zonka jersey. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I could see like. Putting some other teams, like having some other teams play well, over I, there, but they, what the Jet, the Jets Florida played team? there earlier this year too. The Jets, who the Jets play? Um, mm. I can't remember what a week or two ago, but like that's how much I give a shit about the Jets. Do they? I I don't know. I guess I haven't watched any of those games in. in yeah, because they're on they're, at nine o'clock fill up in the, the stadium. Yeah, I'm not gonna wake up. I'm either. sure they fill the stadium. But do they up. fill. Do they fill. It I up? mean, it's it's looks pretty full. You think it's maybe it's just a curiosity thing of like a bunch of English people. Oh, let's get like, oh, this boys sport. Made of football. Never watch this in person. Yeah, <laughs> that's my London okay. accent. <laughs> you know what? They probably think it's a fucking soccer game. They probably see football and they're like, this "Oh, soccer. nice soccer game." <laughs> 
There's a fucking football game. They show up and they're like, "What the fuck? Why is everybody wearing Oi, goofy shit?" Oi, prick! <laughs> <laughs> Oi, bro! <laughs> this ain't a soccer game. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's isn't Tuesday. It? <laughs> oh man. Oh, shout out to uh, British. Yeah, people. we. Your sick accent. Back to back World War II. <laughs> had a couple of. <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of run-ins. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, so. How that's just. I mean, I again, I don't understand. Just an odd decision. That's a weird one for me. Like yeah, and like, we'll we'll just say this. Joe's not here. He would say the same thing. We don't. If it, if it's political, where we think it's going to get political, we're probably not going to talk about it on this podcast. Because well, yeah, we'll give you the what it is, and that's about uh, it. The opinions. Yeah, if there's if it's a big story that we really didn't cover, Gruden. But like, if if you're not tracking on what Gruden did, like, look it up. It's not a good look, and it's been taken care of. Like, uh, we're not gonna get into the what you should have done, what's right, what's wrong. Yeah, uh, we're here to talk about our opinions on sports and try and make you laugh. We're not here to talk about politics. Most people watch sports to be distracted from the politics, so we're not gonna fucking talk about it. Because one, you don't give a shit about our opinions, and we don't give a shit about yours. So. Like, that's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> that's true. We're yeah. just here to drink and talk yeah, about sports. Yeah, it's sports. That's all we do here. But we will get into some sideline stuff every now and then, which we've kind of been doing here a little more today. And one of the big ones from this weekend, and I need to take a deep breath before I do this because I I hate TikTok. <laughs> I fucking hate TikTok. It's the worst. It's and the you worst. can call me like an, old, an man. old angry man, which everyone does. I feel like so that, I don't care. That's oh, <laughs> true. Well, it's because he is. It's because he is everybody. But I fucking hate TikTok, and Sean Taylor is probably one of my favorite players of all time. I have a Sean Taylor jersey. Um, I learned how to play the game by watching guys like that. So. I'm not saying I was anything special, but I learned that, you know, it's football and you beat the fucking piss out of people. Um, and Sean Taylor was one of the best at it. Um, if he wouldn't have been killed, I think he would have been maybe possibly one of the like the greatest safety to ever play the game. Um, his number was retired this weekend by the Washington football team. Not only did they botch announcing his retirement by just bringing it up like the week of the game like on a fucking tuesday not even like a couple weeks out beginning of the season hey we're gonna retire it during the chiefs game but they just bring it out that week they name the road that's in front of this giant line of fucking porta shitters at the stadium sean taylor drive which like if you've seen the picture of his family in front of it it's like it's bad. There's the road sign with Sean Taylor Drive, and they're just standing in front of a line of porta shitters. It's like that man was not a porta shitter of a player. <laughs> he was like, again, he would have been the best safety I think to ever play the game if he would have stayed. I don't. Ed Reed probably. Um, and then there's like Ronnie Lott. Now we could get into a whole conversation of who the greatest safeties are. But yeah. He's one of the best. Literally one of the best, and he was tragically killed. Um, but. It's it's been a long time coming for them to retire this number because he was such a positive thing for the Washington football team. Um, 
when the owner met with his family, he's wearing a fucking hoodie. Like, couldn't even put on a fucking suit and tie. Like, you're paying respect to a man that did a lot for a team that you're making a ton of fucking money off of. And you still make money off of that man's jersey because it's probably one that still gets bought and sold to this day and will now because you're retiring the number. And you don't have enough respect to show his family respect by being dressed professionally. You don't have enough respect to look at where you're going to put his sign. And then the number that you paint on the field that you put this weak-ass chain around is in the VIP section of the field. And we've got Jackson Mahomes, which I I didn't really even know who he was until this happened. So that's how much I give a shit. But now I really care. Because this like TikTok famous kid that thinks he's riding on if you don't know he's Patrick Mahomes' brother, little brother. He just does these fucking stupid ass fucking TikTok dances. He does this TikTok dance on Sean Taylor's number that's painted on the field. That's a chained off area. And it his excuse is oh I didn't know. I didn't realize it. Motherfucker, it's chained off. Like, dude, like, are you? Is this generation so dense? Here comes the old man rant that you don't have awareness to to know like. And in the grand scheme of things, it's just football. But that man was a positive thing for an establishment and a team. like. And they're giving him honor for sacrificing himself and his body. That's not how he was killed. To this team to make money and be part of this business. And they're trying to honor his family. And there's people just walking on his number. and just They just completely botched the just, whole fucking It's thing. a complete... And it's like... Who's responsible? Well, the Washington football team, for one. But where's Goodell? And I, th- I don't think that Goodell even fucking gave a shit because he's he is a fucking piece of shit. Like, I don't, I just don't understand. It's, and maybe it's just because I idolize Sean Taylor so much, and I do, that I'm that upset about it. But I have seen, and the only real social media that I have is Bleacher Report, and the. The comment thread and stuff on Bleacher Report has been completely just against everything that Jackson Holmes is as a person. So I'm not going to attack him as a person yet. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. But I don't. (laughs) It's poor fucking judgment. Someone needs to fucking say something. It needs to be a public statement from the Washington football team or Goodell or Mm -hmm. Mahomes. His brother, the guy who's like the important yeah. one, needs to be like, that's not how my family does things. I won't let my brother do those things. I'm taking responsibility for this. And I do think there's been other instances. Jackson was home. He got in trouble for dumping dumping stuff on Ravens fans earlier this year, like throwing water. It sounds like just, He's a, just a fucking shot. Okay, dude. He's a fucking piece of shit. Um, and the, yeah. the league, if he's going to continue to have these problems – the league needs to now stay. Now the, it is the league's problem. Like, because you. Yeah. Th- oh, yeah. There are diehard fans out there that will fight this kid. They'll jump out of the stands and fight this kid. Like, you think that college football throwing shit on the field. Like, if you don't remember a few no, not a few years ago, years ago, the Browns throwing beer bottles onto the field. At, I think it was a Ravens game. Just like, and they're hitting refs and stuff. Like, there's fan bases out there, and the Washington football team is one and there's probably fans out there and if trust me if you're a sean taylor fan they're probably like not that stable of a person so (laughs) 
like, like they're probably I, violent. Speaking from experience, <laughs> there's people out there that will probably try to hurt this kid, like because some people don't recognize that there's a separation between like football and real life. Like there's there's people that out there like that, and the league's gonna have to take that into consideration. And that kid should not be allowed. He shouldn't be allowed on the sidelines anymore. He's not a player. Like if he's there to watch his brother, yeah, like cool. I get that. You know, you, he. I would want the sideline experience too. But if you're acting like a jackass, like, but you fucked it up. Yeah, you fucked it up, and yeah, you know, you fucked it up, and they gotta. There's. If you hear players say it, that like the field is sacred, the field is like there's something you don't get on the field unless you've earned your way onto the field. Okay, and that's that's obviously changed a little bit with the VIP stuff and like, you know, they're going to bring families on the field and stuff like, okay, yeah, I get it. But you're not you're those most of the time you don't have any issues with those people, right? Nobody makes it they're just happy that they got to watch an NFL game from the side like on the field. But this kid is making he's impeding with the sanctity of the field. Especially when you're trying to honor somebody who was a great player for the league. and Dude, I just don't... What I don't get is how an organization can just, like, every part of this Sean Taylor, um, you know, retire, like, retiring his number was just so fucked up. Nice. And, like, they, there was not one part of it they did right. They didn't announce it soon enough because the owner said that he didn't know that so many people would want to see it. How did... It's Sean fucking Taylor. It's Sean fucking Taylor. Like, it's not like some, you know... I'm not trying to, like, belittle anyone, but it's not someone that that no one knows about. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Sean fucking Taylor. Like, you didn't know that people were going to want to travel and see his jersey retired. If you haven't looked around your stadium, you haven't looked around your... There's people still... You haven't seen half the goddamn crowd wearing Sean Taylor jerseys, you fucking moron. So you fuck that up. You fuck up the announcement. Not even We're not even in the ceremony yet. You fuck up the announcement. And then you put his... You put the Sean Taylor drive on the same road that you're like... You know what? We'll use the Porta Shitter Road. Dude, what are you even and then you go like like you said, man, meet him with a hoodie on, like not no professionalism at all, nothing like you know, we're proud of what Sean Taylor did for the organization. You show up in a hoodie and you're like, What the fuck is up? Let's take a couple of pictures so I can get out of here and go yeah. jerk off. What a fucking asshole, dude. Like that whole organization is just so fucked up in like with everything. Like they can't pick a goddamn name. They're, you know, one of their best players ever. They're just completely botching that ceremony, dude. I, and from beginning to end, completely fucked up. No reason, for, like no reason, like just th- like as a logical as just a human being, you can think through that and be like, yes, these are all easy. They're easy solutions to every problem. Yeah, here. yeah. And they just cho- chose to take the easy route and chose to do oh, nothing about it. Here's the other one. And they just... The halftime ceremony involved no speeches or recognition. They just kind of walked him out on the field and, like, gave him, like, put his, put him out there uh, and had his thing and that was it. Like, it's just, like, you, you, can't, even, you can't even say anything about the man. Like, it, it, like... Can't have some other former players, like... 
Nothing, man. Just a here's his jersey. All right, no one else can wear it now. It, it was a big it, like for those of you that weren't alive. If you're listening to this, you weren't alive when he passed away. The game, the way that the skins at the time, the Redskins played after he passed away was like next fucking level. Those guys went out and played fucking ball for that man because he gave absolutely everything when he played, and they that's the way they went out and honored him. And I'm pretty sure they made playoffs that year. I'd, I'd have to go back and look, but like, it's just disappointing. It's super disappointing as a fan of the game of football and what it means when you watch these guys. We, we you have the Hall of Fame game every year in the induction, right? And you get to see these guys who have given all of their adult life and, you know, I mean, even their adolescent life. Really, their life. Their life to this game. And they are appreciative of it. And they they understand how important it is. And they want to pass on the good things that the game teaches you as a, as a human, you know. It teaches you to be respectful of your opponent. It teaches you to, you know fight through tough times it, you know it gives you resilience it's all the stuff that you know you grow up loving the game for and, and that's i mean any sport really but like football is one of like the more i guess polarizing one i would say because it's a physical sport it's you're hurting people <laughs> you know it's you're yeah. constantly in contact with people it's a collision sport a lot of people say so it you watch these people who have given their lives to this game and this you know business and then you can't even give them the honor when something tragic happens to them like happened to sean taylor you know it's just just overall terrible look for the washington football team who still can't pick a name and really the nfl overall man yeah i feel like the league has to get involved somehow and like they need to do like a league wide almost memorial kind of deal i don't something know something needs man, to happen but they gotta figure that something shit something needs to happen um we hate to uh we hate to wrap it up on that bad note but that's just I got, something i got a good cannot go. i got a good one to finish on real quick all right you all probably right. didn't see this we'll, we'll do this real quick if you haven't paid attention jr smith is now playing collegiate golf did you see this Hell yeah, dude. He's playing collegiate <laughs> golf at north carolina a&t he has full eligibility because the man never went to college he went right into the pros, right? Oh, um, yeah. that's a fucking power I, move, I dude. I tried to find it. I don't know what he's going to school for, um, but I think it was on one of the holes. <laughs> he gets attacked by bees, dude. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, look it up, dude. <laughs> you gotta watch the video if you haven't <laughs> he's seen it. Jumping around, swatting. I mean, everything that you would, you know, doing the whole Tommy Boy thing. Bees! <laughs> They're fucking eating my skin. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, dude, that that's there's a positive note to end on. But uh, good, good on Jr. Smith going back to fucking school, man, and playing pro, like playing yeah. collegiate golf, man. That's cool. That's sweet. That's pretty. That's dope. pretty sweet to see. So you know, yeah, man. All right. Well, good episode in the books, guys. Thanks for listening again. Uh, I'm sure with the college football season, we'll have a lot more going on. Also, we got all the postseason MLB games. Uh, you know, starting back up tonight and tomorrow night. So we'll have plenty to talk about next week when we when this episode five comes out uh thanks for listening logan you got anything else peace all right see y'all